Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have a special guest from the Traders USA on Peacock TV. We have Shelby Rodriguez. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for saying yes to the podcast. Thank you for saying yes to talk about mental health. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I couldn't say no. Yeah. So let's get into this questions my first question i want to ask you i ask everybody that comes on this is my first question i always ask just to do a little check-in how is your mental health you know what my mental health right now it's good it's good but i think that i've done therapy for a real long time and so i've worked really hard at being self-aware so right now i'm in a stage of like okay there's some things going on i'm like stressed out with work and stuff so i'm like all right let's pull it back you know what I mean? Let's kind of recognize what's happening and let's take the steps I need to take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I love to ask that question because I feel like we could be struggling, right? And somebody could say, hey, you know, Shelby, how are you? You could be like, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. But we ask somebody, how's your mental health? That opens door, that opens conversations to say, hey, I'm okay, but I'm, mentally I'm not okay, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that because that's a good point. When you do ask someone, okay, how are you? You know, you good? Of course, we're going to say we good, right? We're like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm good, you know? And I'm from Texas. And so, you know, I'm good. Come in or like, you good? That's that's like six different meanings. Like, you good? You all right? You hungry? You sleepy? You tired? Like, so no. I love that you asked that question. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, My next question for you, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Growing up, was it okay not to be okay? You know what? I don't know that we really thought about it much when we were kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that that was really front of mind. It's so interesting because now I think as society, as a society, we work to make sure we're like, all right, are my kids good? Because I'm a parent, right? So I'm like, oh, is she okay? Like, you know, I know I've been at work for eight hours, but like, she's also been at school for eight hours. Like, you good? But like when we were kids, you know what I mean? I I don't know that I thought about it. I think I was just like, okay. I know as a kid, my job is to like wake up, like in the hardest yeah. part of my day is like playing, right? You know what I'm saying? And I go to school for that time. And then I'm like, all right, I know my mom's coming. I know she got to have dinner ready. I know I'm asleep by eight. Like, I don't know that I thought about it. I think those traumas and those things didn't come up until I got to be an adult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Things kind of manifested in different ways when I got grown. But like as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is how it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. I know like it's different in different household guys. Everybody grew up differently. So I'll always also like to ask that question because like I would I love to see like how it was different for everybody. Um and my next question for you, you know, there is a stigma surrounding mental health, right? But yes. when it comes to black women, there is a stigma. So what do you say to that stigma that you know, you know, you're a black woman, you're strong. You got it. You just went through so much. Like, what do you say to that stigma? It's every black woman's question. That's that's a beautiful question because you know what? As a mom, 
I really get that a lot, right? Because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a single mom. I got divorced two years ago. I'm a single mom. And so on my Instagram stories, I show my daily life. I show myself like waking up early in the morning, take my daughter to school. I Oh, I got this media interview. I'm doing radio show. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I get so many inboxes like, oh, you got it, superwoman. You go, girl. You doing it. And I think as Black women and as mothers especially, the more people see you struggle, the better of a job they think you're doing. Like, isn't that crazy as hell? Like, yeah. the more, you know what I'm saying? Like, the more they see me, like, losing my head. And, oh, y'all, I'm taking care of business. I'm doing it. I'm running here. I'm running there. But I'm getting it done. They love that. People eat that shit up. And they like yeah. that. And they think, all right, damn, like, that's a strong woman. She got yeah. it. She handling her business. And she, you a good mom, right? Because the more, you a good yeah. mom because you sacrificing. But it's kind of like, wait a minute. I'm not superwoman. I'm superhuman. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just me wait a minute you know what I'm saying and so people I get that a lot like I'm so glad you asked that question I I cannot stand that stigma I'm like wait yeah as black women as much whether you're a mom or not we did not sign up to be superwoman we didn't sign up to be the strongest in the bunch we didn't sign up to have to work twice as hard to prove that we deserve to be where we are so that just grinds my damn gears but especially that superwoman comment we are not superwomen <laughs> that's not what being a mom is and it's not what it has to be either you know what i'm saying yeah. the more you see me struggle check on a sister yes you know yeah. what I'm saying? Ch check on me don't don't assume that i'm doing the best like dang she's doing it she's doing the damn thing no i'm like doing it because who if i don't do it no one will right that's true but check on a sister Woo. See, you get see, I get fired up talking about that because I'm like, man, <laughs> hell no, I'm not, I'm not super mom, right? Like it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. definitely hard. And I feel like people don't see the struggles; they just see, you know, being, you know, you know, you know. You said you're not a super mom. They see you being a super mom, but they don't know the struggles like that. You know, they don't know it, and they people they don't like, even oh, that. She's so strong. No, they, people, a lot of people, and that's crazy. A lot of people, it's not talked about enough, but a lot of people think that. You know, they assume that black women are strong because of everything they've been through. Like, ugh, I hate this thing. I hate Who this thing. Who started that rumor? Who the hell started that? Like, I don't them know. Down. Who started that? No, that doesn't make us strong because you got to think about it. How that takes a mental toll. That takes a toll on us. You know what I'm saying? It takes a toll. Check on us. Don't uh, don't equate that with okay. The more you see me struggle, the stronger you believe I am absolutely the fuck not <laughs> wait yeah. no and Lee, i'm just on here cussing i'm sorry no, it's okay, it's, that's okay it's, you can curse on here it's okay it's okay, okay i got a we open, we life, open right? on this podcast but <laughs> i do have another, another question for you um my next question is um what is my next question my next question is um how does how do you feel um how do you feel how do you feel mental health affects the black community you That's know not what? Talked about enough too. That's not talked about enough too. At you all. know what? It oh we as the black community, we didn't been through a lot. We yeah. didn't been through so damn much. It's crazy. But you know what though? I can say I'm proud that therapy is not something that's like this esoteric unreachable thing and we're like oh therapy we don't do that I think more black people are coming around to the idea of therapy because we recognize I mean hell after George Floyd and Trayvon Martin and so many individuals our black and brown people being killed I mean so much is happening in the world you got school shooting it's just too much a lot of us are starting to recognize wait a damn minute I wait 
I can't navigate this space. I need some help. So I think that therapy is starting to become something that's a little more prominent in the Black community. And I am proud of that. But like, yeah, there are still individuals who don't recognize maybe the traumas. And I think it might be generational, you know, like us younger folks. um, I'm a millennial. Us millennials, we're like, okay, look, uh, I'm not my mom. I'm going to go ahead and get into some therapy, right? But then you may have our parents who are like, therapy? You know, and they may go to one session and be like, it didn't help. Well, mama, you can't undo 50 some years of therapy in one hour. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's generational, you know, as far as the black community, the older adults, my grandmother, she's like, y'all talking about therapy back in my day. We ain't do none of that. Right. So it's, (laughs) it's, it's generational, but I think um, with each generation, we're learning the importance of taking care of our mental health. Right. Especially through the pandemic where we're like, look, nine to five you know what I'm saying a lot of us are like nine to fives are barbaric as hell we need some remote work you know we're starting to recognize that stuff so especially in the black community I think we're coming around to the idea of putting mental health first you know yes yes and before I get into the next question I want to say anybody is out there struggling with any thoughts uh, deep dark depression any thoughts of suicide there is a suicide the lifeline I say this in every episode, the dial 988-988 is the number. And my next question for you, and I'll answer, I'll start it off. Um, have you ever dealt with any suicide? But if you haven't, have you lost anyone to suicide? So I'll say I've dealt with so many thoughts of suicide attempts. You know, um, I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins. I just started dealing mm-hmm. with it as a child. I didn't start dealing with it until I got 26. I'm 32 now. I'm still dealing with it. Um, you know, I lost my mom to liver cancer in 2019. Then lost my sister nine months later. Uh, I just like so much at once and stuff like that. So, you know, I had dealt with thoughts of suicide, guys. You know, I volunteer for um, NAMI, um, Bus County PA. Um, I lead support groups. So, you know, I lead for support groups. I do my podcast and I still struggle with them thoughts, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to share that. How about you? You know what? during my marriage so I got divorced in the middle of the pandemic at you know kind of the height of it in 2020 I filed for my divorce I can't say that I've had thoughts of suicide but I can say I did sit and and say there has to be something better than this what I'm doing you know it just felt at the time that there was no way out and it's kind of like okay I guess I'll just sit here until um something crazy happens you know until You know, I just, I didn't, I don't know what I was thinking at that, at that point. I just, I just knew the life I was living wasn't the one I had always imagined or it wasn't the one I always dreamed. And it certainly wasn't the one I deserved. You know what I'm saying? But I think that I, I definitely applaud you for being transparent and saying that you have those thoughts because I know there are people out there that have had those thoughts, still have those thoughts, struggle with that kind of stuff daily. And so, um, so yeah, to be able to put yourself out there and say you've had those thoughts, you know, I think that's very noble. That's very brave. That's very brave of you. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. And like I said, anybody that's struggling, any thoughts of suicide, please reach out for help, whatever that be, a support group, a church group, a pastor, a friend, a family member that you trust, um, or you could dial the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. That is a new number, easy number. And remember, we reach out to someone for support. Make sure it's somebody that you trust. And remember, not everybody understands mental health problems. And um, my next question for you, let's talk about, you know, you, 
you know, on the traders, you know, I want to ask you mentally, <laughs> mentally, how was that for you? You know? Holy. Okay. So, so I told you I did therapy for a long time. Right. So I worked real hard to be the woman I am today. I wasn't always this big personality. I used to be yeah. really sheltered. Um, you know, really just kind of keep my head down. Don't really express myself bottled up anger. And so coming into the castle for the traders, I'm like, shit, I got this. Like, I, you know, I'm me, baby. You know, you come in, you're like, look, it's me. But what I wasn't pre prepared for was that there were moments where in the castle, in the game, I reverted back to the woman I used to be. I'm like, oh, I'm very like, I was like, let me just fade into the back. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's a lot of big personalities here. Um, I'm somebody in real life that's very honest. I say how I feel, you know, I'm very blunt not mean, but blunt, honest. I'm like, you know, okay, those dress, you know, that dress don't mess your shoes, girl, but let's try this. You know, I, I, I'm yeah. very honest in that way. And so to come into the game and you're accused of being a liar, I'm like, well, wait a damn minute now. I don't lie a day in my life. You know, I lied to my daughter about Santa Claus, but you know, it's shit like that. But I'm like, wait a, wait a goddamn minute now. It's me, baby. I'm, you know, I'm, so I had those moments of like, okay, somebody's accusing me of being a liar. Like, girl, I'm just not going to deal with you. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And so there were moments where you do struggle. You know, you're um, sleepy, 18-hour days, right? You're sleepy, you're tired. The food is a little interesting. They're a little more healthier than us Americans, you know, eat over here. I'm from Texas. So they serving us drinks with no ice. And I'm like, it's hot. you know, in Texas, it's hot. I need ice. So I'm like, oh, my God, every little thing is setting me off. Um, so yeah, I definitely had those moments where I reverted back to the woman I was before therapy. So coming out of the show, I was like, well, wait a minute. I need to, I need to, I need to, go, I need to go back. <laughs> like I need a session because I need to make sure I'm in tune with who I am. I need to make sure I realize that was just a game. It was just a simulation. You know what I'm saying? Um, while you see us cry on the show, you see us laugh. Yeah. You see some of us lose our tempers. That shit feels very fucking real when you were in it. Yeah. It feels very real. The simulation feels real. People you've only known for four weeks, if if even that for some people, um, that feels real. And so coming out, I was like, wait, I need to check my emotions. I need to make sure I know that was an experience. It was temporary and it was literally just a game. So yeah, in, in the castle, it was, it was tense. And through those episodes, you do see a lot of people kind of lose it. I mean, I think you had Cody um, Calafiore on your show before, but even you see no, those. Had, I had his brother. You had Polly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You had Polly on here, but um, even with Cody on those, you know, he's a celeb, right? But you still see yeah. him have those moments. Um, and, you know, Cody outside of the film, and he kind of talked about, you know, moments when he was a kid. And, you know, so a lot of us, I yeah. think, dealt with those moments where it's like, fuck, we're going back to like when we were children. Like, this is bringing yeah. us trauma. Hold up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute now. So that's why you see us cry and you see us yeah. lose, you know. So, man, it was it was tough. It really was. It really was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just, you know, I give props to people that go on these shows because I feel like it's a lot, right? I feel like, okay, so you you, you live it, right? Boom. Yeah. Um, you have to watch it back. Boom. Yeah. And then you got to deal with, like, people on social media. You know, back in the day, it wasn't like this. Social media, people talking shit, whatever, like, they have an opinion on you and stuff like that. And then, you know, I know it's a lot. I don't know. I, that's why I asked, you know, how was it, you know, doing it mentally? I know that could weigh on you because you could see in some of the players, you know, they yeah. were traded or not. You could see that it was hurting them mentally, like spoiler alert, guys, you know, when 
Mm-hmm. You know, one person was figured out they was a traitor. You could just the tears came down. I'm like, wow, this is like, yeah, you know, this is like deep. Like, you know, like, and I want to ask you, like, did they provide therapy for you guys? You know, absolutely. Okay. Um, we had we had a welfare team who was there with us the entire time. Um, Peacock and NBC worked really hard to make sure we were okay at all times. Um, welfare team checked in with us before we were even on the show checked in with us while we were there they were always on set always there still check in with us now like check in with us before the show aired um you know weekly some of us and so still checking with us now that it has aired um yeah i i i can't speak for anyone else's experience and how they feel the welfare team did but for me i think that they have been like a a real support and we have one person in particular who has been there um you know, throughout and, and that individual is like, Hey, you good? Text me if you need something. Or they're just texting on a random day. Like, Hey, having a good day. You good. So for me, it's, yeah, they made sure we were good. And I think they understood the severity of how this show, I don't think we understood. We were like, really? Y'all got therapists on this motherfucker? Like why? Like y'all think it's going to be all of that? No. You said, hold on. You said, why? You like, no, I understand why. <laughs> yeah. I was like, y'all, y'all really want for this? Like, therapists, though? No. Now I'm like, for the love of God, thank God that the therapist yeah. was there. Because there were moments I was like, wait a minute. Can I get the therapist real quick? Real quick. Cut, break, five minutes. You know what I'm saying? There were times where you like, let me let me catch the therapist real quick. Um, so, yeah, I think Peacock did a really good job. I don't know what other shows do. I have no idea. I've never heard of anybody yeah. talking about therapy with other shows but for us they were like y'all it's gonna be some shit uh we got the therapist (laughs) like yeah yes now off of the show let's i want to talk about something that you brought up you know you said during the pandemic you had to go through a divorce i want to ask you like how was that mentally for you and what support can you give to someone that is probably in the same shoes of what you're going through you know what that was really difficult for me because of the fact that and I, you know what, I didn't even think about it being in the pandemic. I'm sure the pandemic tore a lot of marriages apart. I, that wasn't the thing that did it for me. Like, oh, I'm isolated with this person. Um, you know, there were, of course, other reasons why I was like, you know what, we about done with this. <laughs> 13 years, we done. Um, and the day I filed for my divorce was actually the first day that the courthouse opened. So I was like, y'all open? They were like, today's the first day. We just opened 10 minutes ago. I drove my ass down to that courthouse, filed, cried, and all that. So it was difficult, very difficult. And you know what? I'll be honest. Um, I didn't have my family to lean on, not because they weren't there, not because they weren't supportive. But what you got to know is that sometimes your family can be in your corner so much to where they're like, oof, thank God you're doing what you need to do. you leaving that marriage. Good for you. But they in that, they kind of missed the point of like, okay, this isn't a celebration for me. Like, I'm literally tearing my family apart I'm tearing apart um more than a decade of the life that I have known so my family couldn't be there for me because they were too happy they were too busy being happy about me finding my peace and like okay oh yes finally she she's leaving but it's like wait I don't truly want to leave you know this is something I want to do so I didn't have that so my only option was to get into therapy I was like, I, I got to have therapy. I got in just before I filed um, and really got in to work through childhood traumas. And through that, I was like, okay, I think everything boils down to this marriage. Like, this is what I have to do. I'm trying to scapegoat it and find reasons. So I think that any woman out there, any mother out there, if you hear this, know this, 
therapy. Try just give it a try. Try therapy, right? Get you a journal. Write down some of those thoughts, right? I've been journaling since I was seven years old. Get you a journal. Write it down. Write down the life that you want, the things that you want. Because if it's not what you are currently living in, you got to face that harsh reality, right? Because I was like, okay, what kind of life do I want? And I sat there and wrote it down. What kind of spouse do I want? Even though, yes, I was married, but I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the person that I thought they would be? I had to write that kind of stuff down. What kind of spouse do I want? Someone who loves me unconditionally, loves my child, all the things, right? Write that shit down, but really, truly take a look at your life and and find your strength. I know that's really easy to say, super fucking easy to say, but find your strength. Find, know that you deserve more. Find your happiness. You know what I'm saying? Or or try and figure that out. But therapy really helps me to do that. I'm I'm not even kidding you. Had it not been for my therapist, I, I don't know that I would have been able to pull myself up out of that situation. I really don't. I really don't think that I could do it. I know, I, like I said, my family couldn't help me do it. I've been with this person 13 years. We would have been 13 years. My family couldn't do it. No one could do it. Only I could do it. And I think, ladies, if you hear this, when you truly become tired of being sick and tired, then and only then will you truly be able to leave, right? Then and only then will you, whether it's a marriage, whether it's whatever it is, a job, when you get tired, truly, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then you'll, you'll, you'll find that strength in yourself. Because I think I was at that point, mentally, I was broken. I was so broken. I was heartbroken, mentally broken, physically broken, self-confidence gone. Right. I, I just, I was like, I'm at the bottom. <laughs> I'm at the bottom. Might as well get into some damn therapy. Right. I'm at the bottom. I can't go no lower than this. So yeah, I, I didn't have the money to do. I didn't have nothing. Like I, I had nothing. So I was like, oh God, something has to change. So therapy was my saving grace and God, because I'm I'm spiritual and religious, right? God, but yeah. therapy in, in this walking life, therapy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, she is dropping some gems. That was so, so important. I'm, thank you for answering that, because you just never know your story or what you just said can help somebody that is going through what you've been through. And I thank you for that. And it's crazy because it ties right into my next question. One of my last questions for you, well, one of the last questions. Um, what can you tell someone? Why is it um, why is it important to put their mental health first? You know, a lot of people we put others first. You know, sometimes we don't put ourselves first. Can you tell somebody why it's important to put their mental health first? You gotta put your mental health first because of the fact that that's the only you know in today's society that's the only way you're gonna truly be okay. Like I said earlier, we got so much shit to 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 deal with. Right. Every time you turn on the news, every time you turn on your cell phone, social media, you seeing something bad happen. Children being kidnapped, all kinds of crazy stuff that we really didn't see in the 90s. And I don't know if it's because we were sheltered. I don't know if it's because social media. We see it more, but stuff we used to didn't see where, you know, there is no filter no more just on life in general. Put your mental health first. And let me let you know something. I have been there when the when the account is in the negative hundreds of dollars. I have been there when somebody card and got repoed and you're like all right ooh, you know what i'm saying i have been evicted because somebody ain't stopped paying the rent and i'm like well what were you gonna do you know what i'm saying and i had to worry about a roof over me and my daughter's head 
I have been there where we eating uh, chicken wings or leg quarters, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. weeks at a time, because it's the cheapest thing in a damn store. Like, yeah, I have been there. Put your mental health first. Get you together. Get your life together. Put it first, because you're not going to yeah. be able to do it if mentally, if mentally you're not good, you're not going to be able to give it to nobody else, right? If, if mentally I'm not good, I can't give it to my daughter. I can't make sure she's good, because I'm not even good. Yeah. I got to be good first. Like, you know, no matter what I do, I make sure my mental is good, especially as a single parent, because yeah. I'm in a city by myself. I don't have a babysitter. It's me and my daughter. So yeah. I know, and I recognize, Lee, I recognize if I'm snapping at her more or if I'm, my patience is thin, I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. Let me check my mental health. Yeah. I'm stressed about something and I don't realize it and I'm taking it out on her. So hold up, wait. My mental health got to be good. Because when I got to get up at five in the morning, get her up by six, we got to get her to school for seven. I got to go to work for, you know, eight to five thirty or six or whatever. Pick her up before the daycare clothes, get home, cook, wash clothes, cook, clean. I can't do none of that if I'm not good. Yeah. So know that you you are no good to nobody else if you ain't good to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was so beautiful. You said, and I want to say add to it like you know guys make sure you put your mental health first nobody's gonna put your mental health first like you are um That's right. we could be, be there for others but you know you gotta be there for ourselves if nobody's gonna be there for you you, know, you gotta make sure you be there for yourself you gotta make sure your charge you being there for others you gotta make sure your charge you can't just be getting your battery drain 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 not saying nobody's draining you but you know you helping people Make sure you just take care of yourself first. Put your mental health first. So whatever self-care, you know, like journaling, like Shelby said, you know, doing something. Yes. Yes. Um, and one last question for you. I want to I want to end this off like asking, what, what's going on with Shelby? What's next? You know? Oh, so so in regards to Shelby, now has my life been life-changing since the show? No, but you know what? Uh, I'm still rocking and rolling, right? I'm just a regular working mama. I'm just a regular working mama. I got a promotion at work, so that's happening. Um, I'm still mom. Oh, you said I'm I'm still mom, right? I'm still a working woman out here, still trying to make things happen for me and my daughter. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I may or may not have won the prize. I don't know. I don't know. You get you could Google the winner, but I may or may not have won the prize. But I will say this, I ain't gonna give out no spoilers. I will say this, yeah. I'm I'm sis is still working. Okay. I'm I'm trying to get to the bag. Okay. I'm still (laughs) working. I'm still working. So, um, but yeah, trying to make something happen. But like I said on the show, um, I'm still trying to build something special for me and my daughter. You know, I I do the weekly radio show that I have. I'm I'm still podcasting. I'm still doing media stuff with my job. Yeah. I'm doing all the things, all the things y'all. It don't stop. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Rodriguez. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you again <laughs> for saying yes, yes, yes. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I think this was a beautiful conversation and especially yeah. shedding light on mental health as a mom and as yeah. a single parent, as a black woman in America. Thank you, Leek, for having me. No, pro- no problem. <laughs>